Welcome to the Andy Griffin Show, the number one talk show in St. George, starring Andy Griffin. Welcome and good morning. It's 10 minutes after 9 a.m. on News Radio 94.9, 890 KDXU. Uh, good morning to you. It's uh, already toasty, over 80 degrees at uh, 9 o'clock in the morning, and, uh, you know, 105 or so. That's all we're going to get to today. No big deal there. I've got a guest in the studio. Michael Branham is his name. He's a local attorney, works for Galleon, Welker, and Beckstrom. And uh, Michael uh, sent me an email. Uh, first of all, by the way, thanks for coming in. Appreciate that. Good morning, sir. Michael sent me an email last week and kind of, kind of, piqued my interest uh, talking about uh, veterans and benefits and, and some of the developments that are going on. And maybe, well, what I'll do is I'll let you explain exactly what you were talking about, Michael. Go ahead. Outstanding. Thank you, Andy. There are a couple of things that I want to talk about this morning. One affects our U.S. Navy veterans from the mm-hmm. Vietnam era, and the other one is just a, a general outreach to, to veterans in the community in general. I'll start with the, uh, the the Vietnam issue, and I would imagine most of your listeners are probably familiar with Agent Orange and what mm-hmm. Agent Orange is, but for those uh, who may be uh, sitting there with a quizzical look on their face wondering what exactly this Agent Orange that I'm talking about is, it is a mixture of really really nasty chemicals that the U.S. military used back in Vietnam. It was called Agent Orange because the barrels were, were shipped with this orange stripe on it. And so it just yeah, it wasn't orange chemicals. It was not no. an orange chemical. It, it was a clear, very, like I said, nasty chemical. They sprayed millions and millions and millions of gallons of this stuff in Vietnam. And it was designed to make all the leaves fall off all the, the trees and to, uh, to kill all the crops to try to deprive the, the enemy in Vietnam from either a place to hide or food to sustain their, their operation because they didn't have the logistics, obviously, that the United States did when we were fighting. So uh, the Vietnam War was in the, in the 60s. It actually, I think, started way back in the 50s. But uh, from 62 to 95 is when we were most actively involved there. And by 1977, some of our veterans started developing symptoms that were uh, not common to their family. They started having medical issues and there was this suspicion early on that it might have been linked to the fact that they'd been exposed to all these millions of gallons of Agent Orange. So by 1991, uh, Congress recognized that these veterans were were having problems, and they actually uh, passed a law in 1991, the Agent Orange Act in 1991, that applied to soldiers who went into Vietnam, were on the ground in Vietnam in the jungles, and our Navy and Coast Guard veterans who were patrolling the rivers, because obviously the rivers are right up there next to it, the runoff and everything. Mm-hmm. But they drew this distinction between what they called at the time blue water Navy veterans and brown water Navy veterans. Mm. So the guys that were on the rivers very close to shore, they just automatically presumed that if they came down with a list of problems on this list the VA has, that it was more likely than not associated with Agent Orange and they would uh, pay them a disability retirement benefit because their lives have been affected by their service. And there are 14 different symptoms right now on that list. It's one of these things where science is constantly evolving and they're, they're sure. uh, constantly connecting new things to it. Uh, but a presumptive diagnosis means that if you come down with an illness and you were exposed to the chemical in Vietnam, then we presume that you contracted that illness because of your service. And there are some odd cancers and things like that on the list, but there are some things like prostate cancer and uh, veterans advocates like myself are pushing hard to connect bladder cancer because the prostate's part of the 
urinary yeah, system. Yeah, that whole system. All, yeah. all those parts are right there together if prostate cancer is linked. Mm-hmm. I, I don't see why. Bladder cancer shouldn't be as well because we have a lot of vets from that era that are coming out with bladder cancer. But diabetes, heart disease, Parkinson's, something called peripheral neuropathy, which mm-hmm. is... Uh, I'm very familiar with that. Yes. Pain, I have it, but I'm not a veteran. The pain in the <laughs> extremities. And that's, that's part of the problem is that because a lot of people do develop it, if it weren't a presumptive diagnosis, it would be very difficult for these veterans to make a direct link. Right. Uh, because they may have gotten diabetes or they may have gotten heart disease from some other influence in their lives. But to deny them because we say, well, you can't prove it, even Congress finally recognized that that's yeah. just uh, that's Thank not goodness. right. Yeah. But 2019 has been an interesting year. Way back in January, uh, there was a case called uh, Procopio. I'll try not to talk too much legalese. But there was a <laughs> case called uh, Procopio v. Wilkie. Wilkie was the uh, Secretary of Veterans Affairs in one of the federal courts, the Court of Appeals for the Federal Circuit, decided a case back in 2019 that said that we, we can't stick to this, just the brown water stuff, just the, the rivers anymore, that we need to extend this. And I, I, I can't remember exactly, but I want to say they extended out to 12 miles or, mm-hmm. or something along those lines. But with most court decisions, you have you know, an opportunity to appeal it. You can always go to Congress and have them rewrite the law so they can uh, more or less say, well, yes, the court said this. But So uh, in April, another court, the Court of Appeals for Veterans Claims, actually invalidated some of the VA rules that they were using to apply what blue water ships were and that type of thing. Um, At one point, they had said that if you docked in the brown water, that wasn't good enough. You had to have actually been in the brown water. And some of these big Navy ships obviously can't go up a river. You're not going to take a a battleship or something like that up up a river. No, up the Mekong, no. Helicopter aircraft carrier, something like that. But they were certainly close enough to the water that they were also exposed to. Uh, so now we're at a point where the Department of Justice has said they're not going to appeal these rulings. They're going to accept these rulings, and uh, and they're going to allow them to uh, move forward. The uh, Veterans Administration has also extended this to some of our U.S. Air Force and U.S. Air Force uh, Reserve personnel who served on some of the C-123s that sprayed this stuff and also mm. transported injured soldiers back from Vietnam who were probably covered in this stuff. Um, so then we get to this, uh, later this year in June, the Blue Water Navy Vietnam Veterans Act was signed into effect, and that's what officially, according to Congress, extended that line out to 12 miles. So what this means for our, our veterans in the area is that if you served in Vietnam from 1962 to 1975 and you review this presumptive diagnosis list and you have one of these obscure cancers or you have something like diabetes or heart disease, uh, Parkinson's peripheral neuropathy that I talked about earlier, uh, if you have not previously applied for benefits, then you need to apply for benefits uh, okay. from the Veterans Administration. You did your service. Your service over there affected your life. You know, these, these are your benefits. We, we owe these veterans a, a debt of gratitude for the service that they did for us. And because they are affected by that, I, it's part of you know, my duty to make sure that they get the benefits they deserve. Some of these veterans applied years ago and were denied benefits. And if that's the case... You need to reapply for benefits. Back, the, yeah. the law has changed, especially if you're one of our Navy or Coast Guard vets who served in what they used to call the Blue Water Navy over there. Um, things have changed, and, and they're being recognized now. There's some other areas like uh, the Korean demilitarized zone and Thailand where they also use some of these chemicals, and some of those veterans are also covered under the presumptive diagnosis. So just the fact that you serve there is going to be enough to get you covered. Um if there are spouses whose 
uh, veteran husband has passed away due to one of these illnesses, and mm-hmm. they served during that time, especially if they had applied for benefits back when they were um, still with us, and now they've passed, but you have this suspicion that their death was, was linked in some way to Agent Orange. Okay. Some of those surviving spouses are also entitled to, to benefits. So right now the VA said they're not going to process any of these new claims until January, but it's important hmm. that the, the vets not wait until January. They need to go ahead and get their claims in, get in, in the queue, so to speak, so that when they start processing these claims in January, they've got all their paperwork in. And uh, just like most any other uh, military, or not military, but government agency, there's, there's a whole lot of red tape and a whole lot of send okay. in your stuff and then wait for six months to a year for the, for the VA to respond. So that's kind of a, a real short snippet of what I want to talk about as far as the, the Vietnam era Asian Orange things were concerned. And I also just wanted, while I was here, to make a, a general outreach to veterans in the area. Uh, the first Wednesday uh, of every month from, uh, I believe it's 5.30 to 7, we do a free veterans legal clinic. Myself and some of the other attorneys here in town uh, go over to the uh, the VA clinic, and I apologize. I did not get the address. That was one of the things I'm going to do is look up the address for the, the local VA clinic here. I know it's over uh, close to the mall off the uh, off Red Cliffs over there. But it doesn't have to be uh, disability benefits. I'm there almost every uh, every month on that first Wednesday, and if there are disability benefits questions, because that's sort of what I do for a living, the the other attorneys usually hand those off to me. But uh, if you've got a problem with, oh, you got the address? I got the address. Two thirty North, sixteen eighty East. That's the one. So it, it's in that uh, professional office complex there. And some of our veterans may be familiar with it because it is the, the local clinic and they may go there for their medical needs. But like I said, the, the first Wednesday evening of every month, we have a free veterans legal clinic. If you're having problems with your landlord, um, pretty much any kind of legal issue that you're having. I've talked to people about trusts, wills, and estates. I've talked about criminal matters, um, divorce matters. So we're, we're not going to be able to fix all your problems, but right. uh, at least you can come in, uh, get a free consultation. We can tell you whether you have a, a dog in the fight, so to speak, or whether this is something you probably should just learn to live with. So, My, Michael, do you mind me asking what, what got you involved in all this? Why, why, why are you so fired up about helping the veterans? Well, uh, my mentor in law school was uh, a gentleman named Travis Barrick over in Las Vegas in our Las Vegas office, and uh, he and I worked together on uh, civil rights uh, for prisoners' cases while I was in law school, and it just so happens when I passed the bar exam, I uh, called him up and asked him how I should uh, go about trying to find a job, and his firm was hiring here in St. George and Mm -hmm. asked me if I'd ever thought about moving to St. George, and you said, what's a St. George, right? <laughs> no, no, I said, my wife and I love that area. We go to Dixie oh, okay. and Zion and, and cool. driven through here quite a bit and stopped to get an Apollo burger or something like that. Yeah. I hadn't spent a whole lot of time here. And uh, it is one of his passions, and he was coming up here once or twice a month and doing doing veterans claims up here. Uh, but really, was they were looking for an associate uh, attorney to come up here and and take over for Travis up here in the Utah area to provide a little bit better face-to-face service for our, for our veterans that are having problems with their disability claims. And so you can't work with Travis and his work with veterans and, and not get fired up about it. That's really, that's really cool. Hey, if you want to grab your headset, we do have Seth on the line. I know Seth is a veteran and probably, probably has a pertinent question for you. Seth, uh, you're on. We, do, we don't have much time. We've only got about two minutes here. What's on your mind? Yes, I'm going to hurry. I need your telephone, Mr. Attorney, please. <laughs> uh, we're at 
1682. I I don't hear well. 1682. 1682 in your name, sir. Mike Branham. It's B R A N U M. All right. I'm going to come see you and talk to you. Uh, I'm a Vietnam era veteran, and uh, uh, every one of those diseases you you mentioned, I, I have uh, all or part. And uh, I would have been uh, from Dugway Proving Grounds and Chemical Nuke and Biological Warfare. Uh, had I re-enlisted, I would have been QC in Vietnam for Agent Orange. Hmm. And I think I probably would have not survived because it was considered benign. I have a T-shirt that says Agent Orange only kills uh, trees. <laughs> yeah, well, we, we found out that's uh, very, very wrong. Yeah, yeah, and we're doing Roundup and other things now that we're putting in our food, which is uh, in some ways similar to the kind of same thing we were doing. But I really do appreciate that. I will certainly give you a call, and I would like to uh, just visit with you about how we might proceed. Absolutely. I look forward to it, Seth. All right, and thank you so much, and thank you for your service, sir. Thanks, thanks for the call, Seth. Appreciate it. Yeah, uh, you know, it, it was when, when you were talking to me on the phone, Mike. You were talking a little bit about the brown water versus blue water, and it was it, to me, it was like, like the logical. I mean, if, if you have any logic at all, you would say, okay, Agent Orange. It's not like, okay, I'm out of the, I'm in the brown water. Oh, here's blue. I'm going to stop now. I mean, that, that doesn't make any sense. Well, and what they found is that uh, the brown water runs into the blue water. You can't, yeah. you can't see the Agent Orange because it's not orange. Right. It, moves from the brown water into the blue water and you know these ships they make their own water for for consumption and mm-hmm. so these guys were sitting in this contaminated water sucking that water into the uh, reverse osmosis filtration and then drinking systems it. and then drinking it and Ugh. showering in it and uh, boiling their food in it and everything else so they they were exposed as highly if not possibly more highly than the guys that uh, that were walking around the jungle where it was being sprayed so that's that's crazy yeah that's uh, it, honestly and i know we could do a whole show on this but how could our government and the people that created this chemical uh think that that would be okay for our troops who were sitting around walking walking around it or drinking it or showering it? well you know what uh having i've done a lot of different things over the course of my life and one of them i was a, a firefighter at a, a navy facility in colorado where they mm-hmm. uh produced nuclear weapons and you know, in the 60s and 70s we really did not have the knowledge we have today at that mm-hmm. point in time we were still putting nuclear waste in drums and b- digging a big hole out there in colorado and burying it <laughs> because we didn't know what else to do with it so yeah. if it was out of sight it was out of mind and uh, you know, at that point in time, it was the objective. They wanted to denude the trees of those leaves, and they found this chemical that did it. And back then, we didn't think very much about what stuff that killed plants might be doing to humans. Makes you wonder now what we're not thinking about now that's going to affect us in the future. Well, you mm. and I are having a conversation off air about them practicing medicine. Yeah, yeah that's, that's right. It's a lot, a lot the same. <laughs> All right. Mike Branham from Galleon, Welker, and Bextrum. Tell us one more time about the free clinic. Uh, first Wednesday of every month at, at the VA clinic on 1680. Uh, what was the number again? Did you still It's uh, 230 North, 1680 East. I know how to find it, but I just don't know what the address is. Yeah, so 230 exactly. North, 1680 East. Uh, any legal problem that a veteran has, uh, you can come in. We'll sit down with you. Not just me. You get to talk to other attorneys who know a whole lot more about other things than I do. And uh, we can tell you whether you have a good legal problem or not and sort of send you on the right path. Awesome. Thank you, Mike. Appreciate you coming Thank in. Thank you, sir.